0: Five are not gonna satisfy a serial killer, right? There is no no, there would be no actual number. It would be until you got caught.
1: We are not like other shows.
0: I don't wanna be rude, but I'm gonna be rude because you know how I am. Wasn't a very pleasant looking woman. I'm not trying to be a bitch, but just saying. She
1: was not a high class. Uh, I know, it looked like some
0: shit that you did in Kitty corral school, like what is (laughs) fucking awful. Of course he knows where she's buried and it wasn't long after that, like he's like, I'm digging this bitch up, I need her vulva.
1: And in 2003, Nancy filed for divorce and issued a restraining order.
0: You want to smoke or vape? Even vaping is not allowed in the facility. You have to go outside.
1: A whole new level of horrific.
0: There was much you could do to change it, to be
1: honest. Hey everyone, welcome to Extended Cut. My name is Scott. And I'm Heather. And this is the episode following our case on Ted Bundy. Um, Mm. I say this every single time, and I'm going to say it again, even though none of you listen. If you've not listened to the main episode, go back and listen to that, because this makes Extended Cut so much more fun if you know what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can listen to Extended Cut question mark if you want to first but like i do do that
1: i think we get a lot of people <laughs> who 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 know a lot about the cases who will yeah. skip the main case fact area and jump yeah. straight into extended cut to get all of the extra bits that they might not know or that they find more interesting i think we get a lot of that
0: i get that but if it, it, OK, in listening to true crime podcasts, I say give all of them a shot if, if there's a particular case that you're interested in, because everybody, they'll do their own little thing. And, you know, we've said this before. Some podcasts tend to read from a script is what it sounds like. And it can be very mundane and boring. But there are there are some good ones out there um where yeah. they just have a, a conversation and they filter in facts in between it. And it's like two friends. or or three or four friends, whatever, having a conversation. Yeah. That's what I like.
1: You could have ones like us where we just say what we want and then just most of the time leave it uncut and unedited and just throw it out and see what happens.
0: I mean, we're just doing the best that we can do. And you guys are listening, so
1: joke's on you? (laughs) uh,
0: Oh, yeah.
1: We're doing something right. Let's go with that. (laughs) Yes, we are. Um, This is also Heather's final extended cut um, before she just nips off to to quickly have a baby. Um, Heather, as this is the last time we're going to hear from you for a good couple of months, (laughs) um, we need you balls to the wall, singing, screaming, out of control, (laughs) Heather, that we all love. So we know what we want when you come back. So, I don't I, know
0: if I have a song. We'll see how we'll see how Extended Cut goes by. Uh, I should have I like to write them out and then kind of not go by what the fuck I wrote.
1: <laughs> uh, you could you could you could do a song entitled Crazy Bitch later.
0: Oh God. I wish I wish for this one that we had a video because I would do the dance. I would do no, y'all don't want to see me dance. It's too much going on in the front. It's too much. <laughs>
1: Um, oh, help me! Crazy fact is, when this comes out, you will be listening to this with the rest of our listeners, with your baby. I know.
0: Um, me, me, and Campbell are going to be listening to Mom and and her good friend Scott. This is yeah. going to be so it's so bizarre. <laughs> uh,
1: what makes it even more bizarre is we're recording this at the beginning of December, and yeah. this comes out the middle of January. So you're yeah. going to be hearing it a year. It's like. T- Anyway, before I confuse myself (laughs) with dates, let's move on. (laughs) Uh, Firstly, I want to talk about how proficient Ted Bundy was as a killer. Um, Yes. It's a fucking horrific thing to be good at, but my God, he was good at being a serial killer.
0: He Um, was.
1: If there was an award for top-rating serial killers, Bundy is sat very high on that list, if not at the top. Um of all of his crime scenes, not a single fingerprint was found, not a single shred of usable evidence at any scene. Mm -hmm. Um, So little evidence was offered that they offered him a deal during the trial because the prosecution knew it was a 50-50 gamble with the jury that he may walk out an innocent man.
0: Yeah. I mean they've let people off for 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 worse stuff it's not shocking the way that he was so charming and the fact that he also fucking basically stood as his own defense
1: yeah yeah he did and we'll we'll get into that as well because
0: yes i know but i'm just like what i'm i don't trust myself to do that for myself Center,
1: no, thank you. No, I, I want someone very highly. If I ever ended that position, I want someone very highly qualified to stand there and I, do that for me.
0: I'm trying to get some OJ shit. Y'all know what I'm saying? Oh, that was controversial, but I'm saying I'm trying to get some lawyers like that.
1: Yeah, some some lawyers. You go look. We've got all this evidence with all the fingerprints on it, but it wasn't him. And they go, okay, then he's innocent. That that yeah. that's the lawyer I want. Um, wow. he was a meticulous planner. Um, And we've seen planners before on this show, but nothing like this. And his planning would, though they seemed like random abductions and random attacks where he would do them in such quick succession. These were the cleverly thought out plans. And he knew where he was going and when he was going and how he would get Mm -hmm. the the victims into his van or into his car, He knew where he was taking them. He knew how he would subdue them. He knew how he would dispose of the bodies afterwards. He knew roughly how long he'd be able to have with them before there was a threat of any kind of law enforcement on him. Yeah. Um, He was very aware of trace evidence. He was very aware that things like this had caught and tripped up killers previously. Yeah. And this is why he had his secondary site. So he would have his initial abduction site and then he would take them away because that gap between where he took them to where he takes them to. There's no evidence on that trail.
0: Yeah, there's no way
1: of tracking that. Um, His secondary state when he was in Utah was his apartment building, um, but he used various locations uh, outside locations. He'd go. Uh, into the woods and into the mountains they were always somewhere different you'd never take people to exactly the same spot so he was very very well planned um he would remove clothing from his victims again because he knew mm-hmm. that you could find a hair or you could find some yeah. kind of evidence on it um if these clothes were in fairly good condition and weren't splattered with blood he would donate them to goodwill
0: it's the that's the nuttiest thing. It's, I'm not trying to laugh at like... I mean, it's, I'm laughing it's clearly, crazy. but... It's crazy. He like just murdered this woman, but guess what? Her fucking blouse, no blood on it, we're going to donate it to Goodwill.
1: Yeah, and next week someone else is going to be wearing it at a party. What? what
0: the fuck? It, it's just this... the The psychology of him will get you... You need to go to school for it. It's yeah. so much because it's it really is very, um it's complex as fuck. And, it and really it's is. very
1: ballsy as well to go, oh, yeah. uh, I'm not, I'm not going to just do away with these clothes. These are good clothes. There's nothing wrong with them. I'm, I'm going to donate them. Let someone yeah. else have them. Um, if the clothes were badly stained or anything like that, he would burn them and dispose of uh-huh. them. Yeah. Um, and this all ties into the psychology and the, the nagging question on every case for me every case is why
0: you guys Scott always wants to know why. And I'm like, dear Scott. And then I don't, that's all I say. Dear Scott, period, period, period. Because you have these (laughs) people that are researching it and and looking into this. Okay. You've got therapists and, and psychologists and psychiatrists and psychotherapists. They don't fucking know either, Scott. Half no. of them are like, well, we we know based on a profile of why someone does what they do. Okay. They go by a generalized sort of, here's your standard. And then you have people like Bundy. Yeah. They but... throw even the most educated people off trail because you.
1: we don't know. No. He, he does... was
0: interviewed and we don't know.
1: He does not fit. Any kind of standard profile of a serial killer. He, he. A lot of serial killers have very odd and peculiar behaviors in their normal life as well. You get the exceptions like Gacy, who was quite an outgoing person, but for the most part, they tend to have very odd behaviors. But Bundy, when he wasn't killing people, was a normal functioning member of society. He had a job. He had a home life of sorts he went out he socialized he was on the surface a normal person
0: yes yeah i mean like outside looking in that's what you see you're gonna see him because of the type of people that he put himself around as well he was putting himself around political figures um working for the suicide hotline work doing doing things that you would deem as being helpful yeah why (laughs)
1: Uh, 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 yeah again why um yeah he was charming and charismatic and when I say that I really mean it. if you watch any of the trial footage it is very easy to understand how he would lure a young girl to go with him it's very easy to see how he would convince an officer that you don't want to talk to me he's very much jedi mind trick i am not the droid you're looking for he's very much he's so convincing at everything he says he's a very very convincing guy um Mm -hmm. on the rare occurrence that he couldn't convince someone to come with him he went with another technique which was a technique of force and power so he would try one technique and if that didn't work he would become a firefighter or a police officer or yes. a sheriff, or I think at one point it, it, at one point I think it's nine or ten different aliases he used to lure yeah. people in um yeah. it kind of just highlights how manipulative he was he had a very manipulative personality um he was later diagnosed with bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. uh, multiple personality disorder um that's a it's a very dangerous combination. Those together is.
0: I I would say, but just I'm going to throw this in from I took three years of psychology, and multiple personality disorder is extremely rare. Okay. Bipolar is, it would be more common. I I personally lived with someone who was bipolar. And um, so I can see those traits, I would see those characteristics, right? And if you're not if they're not medicated, most of the time they need medication to control the manic and the depressive episodes or they become manic depressive. And it is a hot fucking mess of shit that I hope none of you guys, if you're having to experience that, get it out. Yeah. That's my message. Get because if they're not going to help themselves and stay get medicated or do therapy. Ah, oh, you're going to be fucking miserable. miserable. So, but the multiple personality thing, that is extremely rare. And I don't know for sure if I would say that he could be that. Bipolar for sure. Schiz- yeah. Not schizophrenic. Narcissist, sociopath. Yes, yeah.
1: absolutely. And he also, he also had, which was diagnosed after his death. I'm not quite sure how they've done this, but the uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. So yeah. he, he obsessed OCD. Yeah, massively obsessed over yeah. his work and his crime and everything he'd done. It was an obsession to him. He was, uh-huh. whatever he put his mind to, he was fully committed to the point that everything had to be perfect. Um, and there's lots of reports of in his job, if things weren't perfect, he would be very annoyed and he'd work very long hours until they were perfect.
0: Mm. Fun fact. Your, your, your beautiful, stunning pregnant co-host is diagnosed OCD. <laughs> uh, uh, but <laughs> it's more like I like shit very clean and meticulous. And yeah. I don't really have any of the triggers like for Um, I used to, I went to therapy for it and I have no problem saying this because I did what I needed to do to feel better. Right. Yeah. And I went to therapy, but I would, I did have a tendency to, worry about the house being locked so if anybody out there you guys i know someone there's tons of people have some ocd tendencies yeah. um so i would unlock i would lock it unlock it Lock like it was um it, it was just like stuff like that it wasn't washing my hands compulsively or anything else but the perfectionism side of me that is part of it too because like I always want to make sure that I was doing everything perfect, and you can't, no. guys. You just can't. But yes, so yeah, and the, I did but, no murder tendency, so don't worry, yeah.
1: Scott. But locking locking <laughs> the door is a good thing because you would not have been a victim of Bundy's by having that that OCD issue. Is not is, I like
0: that shit. Let me tell you something. One time, my one time Stephen was like Heather, it's locked. I was like. <laughs> I can't go to bed. Like, did you like, and I, and, and I've gotten much better, much better. I rarely get like this now because I have had to go through cognitive behavioral therapy. So if you guys want to know what that is real quick, Scott's like, is this a fucking lesson? Yes, it is right (laughs) now. Thank you. This is my fucking episode. We're going to talk about it for a second. So basically it retrained my brain to not have those tendencies so severe where they would give me anxiety okay. um, and, like, I would worry. Okay, so I would compulsively worry that, like, the door's not locked. I knew I locked it, but the door was not locked. And then if Stephen locked it, I couldn't handle it. I, I would to have do it, to... do it yourself. I would have to go lock it. Because I'd ask him and he'd be like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I did. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, we're going to die tonight.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, so,
0: I... I'm That's complete, how I it
1: used to be. I'm the complete opposite of that scale. Oh, I'm the, okay. the complete opposite. I am. You're going
0: to get killed.
1: I, I am. I, I don't worry about locking doors. I forget to lock my car half the time. I'm terrible at stuff like that.
0: Scott, I need you to do one thing for me. I need you to lock your house because I don't
1: know I, where you're going. Lock I've, it. I've entrusted that over to Lisa. Lisa locks the house up. I don't lock it up.
0: Okay, well, uh, I can trust Lisa that she yeah. would keep the house locked because this is the thing. I don't know where you live, right? So I don't know uh, the area. I don't uh, want you to get killed.
1: Yeah, I, I live in the arse end of nowhere, in, in right next to the New Forest, in which is full of oh, about witches. horses and shit. Yeah, yeah h- horses and witches and all that kind of stuff. Oh, is like right You might be okay then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, should, I should be okay. I've I've got more chance of getting a naked dancing witch coming into my house than a cereal kit. But maybe that's why I don't lock it.
0: I'm on uh, to you, sir. Yeah. Maybe. I know now. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Bundy also had a god complex and a massive yes. god complex and a massive ego. Um he believed wholeheartedly that he was smarter than everybody else. Absolutely. Um, and he also believed which is this i found crazy he believed that he didn't think any of his crimes would even be reported because he was convinced that all americans lived only for themselves and didn't even notice other people if they disappeared wow
0: that's a hard one to to put a response on um i'm a very much of a people observer yeah you know what i mean like yeah yeah I, I would get it if you didn't know that someone a town away or two was missing immediately like how are you supposed to know that but i think i pay i'm hyper um hyperactive to that type of stuff
1: yeah i, I am i mean even to the point that i I've would got, know i've got a huge well, we as a show have got a huge amount of followers on yeah. social media and i will notice if someone has not posted in a couple of days i'll be like where have they gone i've not seen any of their content for a while and our message goes, yeah. Hello? are you okay where where have you been Um, yeah i'm sort of like that too yeah and i think there's people that aren't like that but i i'm like that um
0: yeah
1: his charm even carried on when he was incarcerated so Mm -hmm. he had numerous women a numerous women hundreds of women who believed that he was the one and they exchanged letters and photos and all kinds of things in prison Firstly, what kind of person communicates with a serial killer and believes that a serial killer who kills women and thinks that they're the one who can change him? I know women like a bad boy, but fucking come on.
0: I don't like a bad boy. Like, honestly, if I ever get the opportunity to come visit the UK and I get to meet you and and everybody and you get to meet Stephen, like you will see like Steve. He is not a bad boy. I said what I said. I'm more of a bad boy than he is. And I don't get that. I don't get that um, wanting to be with someone like, is it exciting for you? It's a thrill. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, but that has something to do with them, with the woman psycholo- like yeah. in her psyche. I don't and know. The,
1: there's a big difference between being with someone who's a bad boy and maybe stole a car or two or maybe burgled a couple of houses to be in with someone who kills people just like you. That's a, Yeah, because that's...
0: one's like Vin Diesel and the other one is like a fucking murderer. Exactly that. Is the
1: fun. <laughs> um, he had so many of these women that after his death, the state department received hundreds of complaints from these women saying that they were now suffering with depression and were even oh, suicidal well. as they couldn't live without him. Um, which takes me nice and neatly into the craziest of them all, uh, Carol Ann Boone. Um, we're we're going to do like a little mini kind of episode on Carol Ann Boone because she she deserves it. <laughs> uh, I
0: knew you were going to. I knew you were going to lose your shit a little bit once you started doing your research and you found out that like the whole backstory, and then like if you've seen the movie, you know, watched it with Efron in it, like you're just like. What?
1: Yeah, this this woman, if you know nothing about this woman, sit down, because this is almost, some of this is almost as unbelievable as Bundy's escapes. It's crazy. So Boone met Bundy in 1974, and they both worked for the Department of Energies in Olympia, Washington. Uh, Mm -hmm. She was going through her second divorce and was allegedly very lustful, throwing herself at Bundy. She she, she wanted Bundy. Bundy was kind of like just there, and she was like, Hey, Bundy. She was was that lady.
0: She was a hoe anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) They were dating kind of, of sorts. It was nothing too serious, but I don't know. Uh, Unlike Elizabeth, she was kind of the, I don't know. It was like Boone didn't abandon him. So when he got arrested, Elizabeth went, do you know what? I'm done with you now. Um, Yeah. She didn't. So when he was arrested on Christmas, kidnapping charges she claims their relationship got stronger Uh, on the main episode i told you that bundy got together five hundred dollars for his escape guess who smuggled that money into the prison for him
0: Mm -mm. if you guess right you get your pickle tickled (laughs)
1: um even after his attacks at the sorority house in florida um she moved to florida to be with him during the trial yep Ah, oh, i don't wow absolutely i wow. mean
0: all i can say is he either he like it was the charm or he had a killer dick no pun intended but yeah. this is extended cut and i
1: say absurd things all the time
0: yeah but something was something
1: was definitely wrong um uh, yeah. she was interviewed around the time of the trial And this is exactly her word. So this is a quote from her to give you an idea of what's going on in her head. Um, She was asked if she thinks he belongs in in jail.
0: Yeah.
1: Let me put it this way. I don't think Ted belongs in jail. The things he done in Florida don't concern me any more than the things he did out west.
0: Oh, she's stupid. I'm That's... just going to call everybody stupid because that is basically being like, I'm totally okay that the fact that he raped and killed all these
1: women. Yeah. Is is it... Because it doesn't have anything to do with me, yes. with her. it's yes, fine. Everyone's got a past. That's kind of the vibe she's giving. <laughs> off. That's not the kind of fucking past that I want to deal with, though. No. No, thank you. Um, during the trial, they also got a free wedding and she got pregnant. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> i know but bear with nasty. me. nasty so she was on the stand giving evidence uh-huh. and it was at this point that bundy professed his love for her interrupting the court process to propose to her um they both said their i do's and this was deemed as a legal marriage presided over by a judge and everything i can't i just who gets they are not taking
0: anything serious
1: in the middle of a murder trial, they get married. Um, yeah, I know. She would often visit Bundy while the trial was going on, and these mm-hmm. weren't they weren't conjugal visits. They weren't visits for them to to get it on. Um, but mm-hmm. the guards were quite nice, in her words, and they would turn a blind eye. Um, apparently, they would have sex behind the water cooler, which was the only place that the guards couldn't see.
0: Yeah, they portrayed it in the in the film. It was sort of like up against a Coke machine or something. And it was like sort of like in plain eyesight. And at that time, I'm sure the guards were like, "Mm, I'm gonna look at that. Like, obviously, they're watching at some point. Come on now. They're Uh, not turning a fucking eye.
1: No. And she got pregnant. Um, She gave birth to Rose Bundy um, and continued to visit him Mm. while he was on death row, uh, allegedly smuggling drugs into him as well. Um, yeah,
0: the drug thing—I—I I couldn't remember that or ever recall that from any documentary. So, so I guess wherever you got your research, I didn't really from, know about that part.
1: From what I've read, they weren't—they okay. weren't for Bundy <clears throat> to take. Okay, they were for Bundy to trade, so he could get stuff he wanted in prison.
0: That makes sense. Okay, I was just going to say, like, I know he's an actual piece of fucking shit. <laughs> but i didn't recall that he ever like messed with drugs so that no. does make sense that he would sell them off in prison
1: yeah yeah it was a way for him to get things he did want which was things like yes. alcohol cuz he did drink heavily he was yes a, he, he was did a drinker. yes 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 absolutely um, now this is where things get weird as if they haven't already um <laughs> <laughs> 3 years before bundy was executed uh Boone filed for a divorce and it was kind of almost immediately granted yeah. She left Florida with her children and cut off all contact with him and they never spoke again.
0: No. No, like like legit. Never. Yeah.
1: But what what caused that to happen? What happened that all of a sudden she went, fuck this guy, I'm done.
0: Uh maybe she put on her glasses and was like I don't uh, know. It, it's, it's like it's, it's hard so to know. Strange.
1: <laughs> it's so, so, so strange. The, The the fact that she supported him all the way through, I mean, even like dismissing the crimes he'd done as kind of nothing, visiting him on death row, and then all of a sudden going, yeah, I'm done now.
0: Do you think, honestly, okay, so this would be one perspective to look at it from. So at first I think she was so smitten, (laughs) I guess, whatever, by him, okay? I get it that a lot of people found... Ted Bundy to be attractive, to be a handsome man for for the 70s. And I'm not meaning that to dog shit on people from the 70s, but y'all was kind of ugly in the 70s, just saying. Uh, There were some handsome ones, but for me, Ted Bundy... He had the charm, but for me, personally, if I had been a woman of the 70s, been that age, he would have not been of any interest to me physically. Not that he was ugly. There was... Anyways, my thing is, like, maybe she was so smitten and then finding out, like, and realizing, this motherfucker killed people.
1: Yeah, or she met someone else. I think...
0: Or she could have, yes. Um... There's not a whole lot of information on her. Um, I believe that she's actually passed away. It, it, okay. It's been said she's passed away.
1: Yeah. There is no. Okay.
0: Carol Carol has.
1: Yeah. There is, um, there's lots of people who have dedicated huge amounts of time mm-hmm. to try and track the family down. Um, there's lots of rumors that they're in various different places, but no one knows where they are. I'm pretty sure that she will have changed. The children's name i'm pretty sure that rose well bundy i think is-
0: rose changed her yeah her name has been changed because she would be like my age now she's about 39
1: yeah and i'm pretty sure she's not rocking around as rose bundy anymore she's something else.
0: uh I'm, well in in so let's say that she got married I, I believe um it is speculated that she's married with children yeah and um uh, She would have her husband's last name anyways. But prior to that, like you mentioned, I don't think that she, because you can get your name changed. I'm pretty sure as soon as she could and as soon as this shit came out, let's hope that Carol was like, let's change your identity. Let's change it up. Because can you imagine growing up if like you were the product of a serial killer relationship and that you're not a serial killer, but your life's going to be.
1: Oh uh, yeah. kids kids, kids are cruel. Kids are Yes, really, they are. Really They're
0: cruel. fucking mean for no goddamn reason right now.
1: Yeah, they are. They are. And I think probably the only saving grace she'd have is the do you know who my dad is? That'd be the only way it's- to get the bullies to leave her alone.
0: Right. Or they would just
1: torture her more,
0: depending, yeah. you know. It's yeah. it's an overall sad there's sadness any way you look at it.
1: Yeah, there is. And it's it's really sad for this young girl. I Yeah. I don't understand the psychological damage it would do to know that your father is one of, if not the most notorious serial killer of all time. That's a lot. Yeah, to and di- I mean, yeah. You, you she, think as a, a teenage girl, by the time she probably knew everything. 15, 16. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. She was to, little. Yeah. So you think reaching 15, 16 and doing a bit of digging on your dad and finding that that's a lot to digest.
0: I don't even think I'd want to, to be honest with you, if if I were her and her being so young, because there are photos of Carol and Rose um, and then Ted in jail, like a family photo, (laughs) not with her son, because I know Carol had a son as well uh, from a previous uh, relationship. But it's I I, I think that once I knew, I don't think I'd want to know anymore.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I think I'd probably skim read the first article and go, yeah, I'm done. I don't need to know anymore. Yeah, no. that, That's enough. There's a reason
0: me. why he's not with us any longer. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, if you want to get some more Bundy to digest in a, a visual format, um, personally, I love Zach Efron's portrayal of Bundy in Extremely yes. Wicked, Shockingly Violent Evil. Um, <laughs> that's how I picture <laughs> Bundy behaved. There's lots of inaccuracies in it, though, like Dharma. Lots there,
0: there are, but I will let you guys know that there, there are some things that they, they put in there, but it's really for filler. And it's not anything that's necessarily, um, one good thing is, is that some of the misrepresentation that they put in the film, it's not, um, to attack the families or, or of the victims or anything like that. It's nothing disrespectful. I would say it's, it's more so like, so, Liz had the coworker that she worked with in the film, right? Yeah. And it's the guy, you know who he is. Yeah. The, he kid actor, but grew up and now went completely blank. I didn't write his name down. Um, he's fabricated. That was never, that was not a real person in her life at the time. It wasn't like she was like, Oh, I've fallen in love with this coworker guy. No, he was made up. So yeah. it's stuff like that where you're like, okay. Well, if you don't know the case very well, it's really easy to find out that there was a few things that they fabricated, like the dog barking at uh, Bundy, like that part didn't happen. There's just, It's just little tidbit stuff. So nothing.
1: Yeah. Uh, the crazy dangerous. thing is, we've just done this case. At what point did Netflix sit there and go, oh, we need to jazz this up a bit? Fucking hell. This is like the most extreme case ever. He escaped prison ah. twice. Fucking you don't need to jazz this up.
0: I mean, you don't, but I think they added in the male coworker. Yeah. Haley Joel Osmond. That's, That's his name, right? Yeah. Thank you, little baby. He made me remember. Um, <laughs> no, but I think they added him in more so for a distraction for Liz, like yeah. to clear her life up. Because as you see in the film, She is a bad alcoholic. Right. She's struggling. And then she progressively gets better. And it's sort of like they fall in love in a way, like because she knew like she can trust him. And then that's when she really realized like Bundy is awful. He's a bad guy.
1: They gave her a nice neat ending, which in real life she didn't quite get. It wasn't that neat for her in real life.
0: No, and it's sort of like Titanic, right? Like people watch Titanic and they're like, it's a love story. Bitches, no, it ain't.
1: No, it's not. The boat sank. Everyone died or nearly everyone died.
0: And Rose, there was enough room for both of them. And I said what I said. (laughs) I don't care, but she let Jack die. She was like, bye, bitch. Like this. You see me, Scott. I mean, she was just like, oh, I love you. I'll never let go. Bitch, you did. Mm. You just lied.
1: And the thing is now, though, with, with equal rights for men and women, if they remade that today, <laughs> that would be Jack on the board waving goodbye to her. Bye, Probably. Rose. Bye, Rose.
0: But, like, this is the thing. Whatever. That movie's too fucking long. Dude. <laughs> I have it on cassette. It's like two, what is it, two... Four tapes or something?
1: Yeah, it's it's long, really. I nice said,
0: really VHS. Excuse me. I don't want. I, I don't want Gareth coming at me since I don't fucking know what a VHS is. Anyway,
1: <laughs> uh, that's Gareth <laughs> Video Tasties, who you can yes. follow on Instagram. Yes, it Awesome. Um, yes, it is. Zac Efron in this is great, and if you like a yes, bit of is. eye candy, Zac Efron probably ticks most of those boxes.
0: Are Are you trying to derail the show with the talking about Zac Efron? Because let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me clear my throat, okay? Fine as the fuck was. Y'all, I, I don't care if you're religious or not, y'all need to pray. Something <laughs> ain't right. What happened? He said he broke his jaw in 2013. Yeah. It's nine years later. That motherfucking look, he looked like Lord Farquath or whatever, some shit. <laughs> his jaw's like this wide. I know you yeah. guys can't see me. I always do these fucking jokes and no one can see it. But what happened, Scott? I need, I tried to search it and Zach Efron's sort of like nonchalant about it. Yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. He literally said, I don't give a fuck what other people say. Okay. But if you broke your jaw in 2013, you looked real fucking normal until just recently.
1: Yeah. And now it's it's, it's not looking good. It's really not. Um Another no. movie that I really like is The Deliberate Stranger. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is an old movie. This is an '80s movie that I like. Yes. Um, there's also yes. Ted Bundy, The Stranger Beside Me, The River Man, Bundy, The American Icon, and 2021's Take No Man of God, uh, which is also good. Uh, I've seen quite a few of these. Uh, there are loads more too. I'm just picking. There's out the too many script. for
0: us. Yeah, we're not gonna say it here. No, I mean literally you guys get on IMDb, Google search, and rule, uh, who knew Ted Bundy. She actually wrote uh, the novel Stranger Beside Me because she worked with him at the I think the suicide prevention That's thing. It. I think. Yeah. Um, so I actually have that book. Um, it's a very good read. Uh very, very good. Definitely coming from her angle of everything. And um but I wanna shout out to Mark, MW Horror Reviews who never knows his thing, right? Yeah. Okay, no. I may have said it wrong. Poor Mark. Anyways, Mark had me watch Bundy. And I think it's from the nineties. Have you watched it? The uh, one uh, just Bundy?
1: Uh I think I've started it and abandoned it.
0: Please do. Smash it. I, I had to have a lengthy discussion with Mark and I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Because oh, really? the guy who, yeah, like you can look it up. I can't, I think it might have been like 95-ish. Can't remember. Anyways, that one's a pile of dog shit. And it, <laughs> it just like, oh, I wish I remembered the actor's name. Anyway, that's not important. We can move on.
1: Um, there's loads of documentaries I mean loads of documentaries a couple of good ones is the Netflix uh, Ted Bundy tapes Uh, we Uh hear a lot of Ted Bundy talking uh, which I found really interesting Uh, also on Amazon Prime falling for a killer that's also very good Um, Mm -hmm. there's also a million YouTube videos and there are literally thousands of podcasts who will tell you everything that we've already told you Yep. in a very less entertaining we're reading wikipedia kind of way like.
0: <laughs> well it, that's true because ted bundy is more of a matter of matter of fact type case i would say and yeah. most people just get into where they read you his whole killography yeah is that a word i just it made there. it up it doesn't it matter. is now it is now
1: yeah co- so, co- you know. <laughs> copyright you run podcast
0: <laughs> so that's 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 what you get but again be careful when you research. Actually, don't do a lot of uh, research on the internet. Just go watch all these series that we're telling you about. Uh, Netflix, 2B, uh,
1: all of them have them. Just watch them. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, there are a couple of facts. I don't normally do like a facts section where I just give you facts, but there was a couple of facts yeah, that don't. jumped. <laughs> they jumped out on me and I was like, I've got to talk about these. Because they're they're facts that we, we will go off on tangents for both of these. Um, oh, yeah. So, Ted Bundy represented himself in court uh, and he also got to give statements to the press um, Mm -hmm. and he got all of the other perks (laughs) that legal representation would be given. Um, He never passed the bar, but he was well Uh versed in criminal law. Um, So he said at the beginning of the trial, he was represented himself and the judge advised against it. And he said that the court-appointed lawyers had already made the decision he was guilty, so there was absolutely no point in them being there whatsoever. Yeah, Um, for sure. Now, he'd done a good job, too. Um, Mm -hmm. This case on paper was not a slam-dunk prosecution. (laughs) Because of the lack of evidence, it was a lot of circumstantial evidence and a lot of hearsay and a lot of witness testimony that no one actually saw him kill anyone there was no proof there was no one said well i saw him do this to this person there was none of that so it was it was never going to be an easy win um a lot of Mm -hmm. the papers at the time were actually reporting on early days in the trial as bundy was schooling the prosecution in how to run a courtroom which is mind-boggling
0: it's just again, it's the narcissist the narcissistic I cannot talk side of him coming out, so when you deal with someone that's a narcissist they they're not wrong, Scott, they're not wrong, no. they don't do anything wrong, and if they do, you are in fact one hundred percent the reason why if they broke their leg, it's because of your attitude like that's how they are, yeah they're fucking. So insane yet so intelligent at the same time. So. If you
1: watch some of the tapes of the prosecution giving evidence, um, yeah. Bundy shouts objection almost as many times as Amber Heard's solicitor shouted objection. And he didn't think he t- in the beer though. This is true. And nine times out of ten, the judge agreed with him. And uh, but ruled in his favor. and you, If you're the prosecution and you're going up against a guy who didn't pass the bar and he's making no. you look like a bunch of idiots, that must be just soul destroying going, this is not going well for us. Um, its
0: It's the manipulation of the way that he spoke. And like you mentioned before in the episode where he did believe he was of such high intelligence, like it was like, I'm going to defend myself. Like you're all fired. Like, yeah. I don't need you, legal team. I'm doing it. So. And I know.
1: I think it was. I can't remember if it was an opening statement or his closing statement. He made a, mm-hmm. a statement where he basically said that I'll be looking forward to discussing this with my grandchildren when I'm when I'm acquitted.
0: Pretty so, sure that was towards the end. Yeah. So, to, wow. To, like a closing statement. Yeah. Because he was so smug and he thought he was going to get away with it. He
1: genuinely thought he was walking out of that courtroom a free man, which is just insane. Um you do know real quick, you do know how he got convicted, right? You know
0: what the one piece of evidence that kind of got him. No. What was it? It was the bite marks. It was oh, when he bit oh. when he bit the that the girl yeah. on her on her ass I don't like really saying buttocks. I feel like Forrest Gump. Buttocks. I don't know. That sounds weird. Anyways, but when he bit her, see, because they couldn't find uh, really like doing like DNA, things like that, they were able to do the dental records. And because he had a unique, he had a chip in his tooth, like right here in the front, right? There was a particular chip. And so when they did the impression, that's how they were like, that's basically like if he would have not bit her, I'm not saying he would have gotten away Free. Possibly. But because he bit her, they were able to make the dental impression and it matched. Now, how reliable is that? Right. But at it's, the time, I, I would think it's pretty damn reliable because he had a unique chip in his t- in the front. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think if I was sat on the jury, I think I would have convicted him based on well, the circumstantial alone, let alone.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Let alone that. Um, but yeah he, he didn't have to face the electric chair so because the prosecution were concerned that they may lose the case and he may mm-hmm. walk free um yeah. they offered him a plea deal so mm-hmm. they offered him 75 years with no parole if he confessed yeah. to the murder of four victims mm-hmm. Bundy rejected the offer instantly didn't even yeah. have a second to entertain it um he was later interviewed when he was in prison. He said he rejected it for two reasons. One, there was no way in the world he could swallow his pride and admit he was guilty. And number two, he saw it as a sign of weakness. They were coming begging to him because they Mm. knew they were going to lose.
0: Yep. I mean, but he lost actually because he got DED dead. He did. Yeah, He
1: did. He did. And everyone had a party in the field over the Mm. road. Oh, yeah. Um, for a while, we've known that Heather's leaving. Heather's taking time <laughs> off. Um, you have a valid excuse. I do. <laughs> a very valid excuse. Um, I don't know. It's 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 sad for me that you are going, and it's it's all down to the fact that you can't control your lustful behavior for your husband.
0: I can't. If y'all seen him, y'all stay the fuck away from him. Bye. But yeah. anyway, I mean. I he, he
1: does look very, very similar to Bruce Campbell.
0: <laughs> when he doesn't have a beard. I don't know if I've shown you the picture of him without the beard. Yes, but you have. Holy shit. He looks so much like a, let's give him like a mid to late 20s Bruce Campbell. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he he definitely does. And I'm
1: I'm pretty sure that when you met, had he said the word groovy, that was the deal signed and done. The wedding was on the way. (laughs) There you Um, go. (laughs) But I'm not going to lie, it's crept up a lot quicker than I thought it would.
0: It has. It's It's weird. It feels weird. It feels like we were just discussing this. And it was like, oh, we have plenty of time. We have many months. And now I'm like, possibly, we're going to say five weeks, but probably maybe less than that for me Having
1: the baby. Yeah, so we pulled we pulled the recording and this was kind of dragged forward because we're going, Oh, we're running out of time now. We need to get your last episode done, otherwise, all of a sudden it's just gonna stop and there's no Heather. Yeah. Um Heather, I wrote something down that you've seen in the notes. I did.
0: I tried not to read (laughs)
1: it. Yeah. I I didn't want to cry.
0: I I, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna not read that because that was written to give you an idea of what I was gonna say. Um Heather, I'm honoured that you come on and become the co-host of this show. It's me too. I hate true crime. I don't hide it. <laughs> I make I make no bones about it. But you yes. make even the most horrific, heinous cases like Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> and Myra Hindley. You make them palatable, and you make Thank them you. <laughs> board, board, you make them as enjoyable as serial killers could possibly be enjoyable. <laughs> um you're a wonderful friend we talk
0: Thank lots
1: when we're not recording and we yes we talk we about all kinds of shit like
0: yes you'll get a message <laughs> I,
1: we'll be talking about a movie and they're like I'm going to get food now we just have general chats and yes we do you're, you're someone that there's a few people that I've met since I started Instagram and I started shows that I would class as a as a friend not just as someone who I podcast with there's you there's yeah. Mark there's Elise there's yes. angel from voice of the muslim there's this very unique group of people that are friends and there's more than that but those that you're you're in the top part of that you're a co-host of the show yeah you're incredible and i mean this i am going to really miss not recording with you
0: i'm going to i don't i'm not going to cry i'm going to miss it too it's it's going to be it's such a an adjustment for me to have to be like you know I'm I'm very excited that I you know have had the opportunity to record with you and to have this that you asked me to begin with because you know I did my own show and I sort of went off the trails with it I was like oh man I'm not gonna do it anymore and you kind of were always there to like back me up and be like you can't stop so you're very encouraging and you know, then of course I got pregnant and it just became too much. But then doing this true crime show with you, it was perfect. I was like, yeah. not it's not too much. We can chat, we're able to talk about something that I really you know, pretty knowledgeable about. So it's been super fantastic. I'm gonna miss it. And I but I say that I, I'm happy that you found a co host who take my place for the time being i just hope that i don't see you on one of these true crime docs that's all i'm gonna say the, the, in the meantime the,
1: there's a there's a possibility that i will there's a possibility lisa will kill me recording with me
0: <laughs> i think that lisa's gonna do a great job though i think that um it's a lot different when you discuss something that you can research really versus just a horror movie
1: yeah yeah, it's it's very very different. Um, also, very I want I want to share a fun fact. So, I invited <laughs> Heather to become co-host of the show. And yeah. how I done that is, I didn't send Heather a message going, "Hey, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've done this. You, you come on. You've done this one episode of true crime with me. Would you yeah. like to be my co-host?" I didn't send that message. What I done is, I created our logo, and I created <laughs> yeah. the, the you Run Podcast True Crime. And I just yep. sent Heather the logo followed by a question mark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a marriage proposal, but for podcasting. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> I say yes to the dress bitch. And I said yes, because like you, like you mentioned, there is a very few select people that I speak to on social media. And though we have not physically met, I think one day that we will all be able to, but because I have not physically met, it doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, you and Mark and Elise and then I'm going to shout out Mary. And I speak with Angel very often. I mean, Tasha is well. I speak with her. Like I said, you know, you're in that top tier of my friends because I it feels like. It's a real life, like a real like it's a real friendship. It's not yeah. just like a some. Oh, it's just some person I follow on social media. Like, no, we. have Over the last couple, it's been like two years.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. See? (laughs)
0: That's what I'm saying. We've we've high and lows. And so I look at it like just because we haven't physically met, it doesn't take away from anything. Um I think at some point that can happen. And there you go. But I'm just so glad that I met you and Mark and everybody. You guys are fantastic.
1: Thank you very much. And I, I'm so yeah. pleased that you're going to have a little baby. And I can't Me wait too. for that all to be shared with <laughs> everyone, everyone to see your, your journey of this <laughs> pregnancy that they've listened to on True Crime come to what it's been going to us. you having yes. your baby here. Um, murderers and the show will still be here <laughs> when you're ready to return. And as yes. I've said to you, off the air, I'm going to say it, on the air, there's no pressure for you to come back. You come back when you're ready and not before. And
0: I will. I um, will, because you know we got a deal, Scott, for next year at some point. that We're going to do Twilight.
1: We we are, yeah, over on Horror Movie Review. Um, it's happen. Also, when Heather does return, Heather oh. will no longer be pregnant, which means Heather will be bringing wine with her. The wine will come I back. I will be able mm-hmm. The wine will be back in our true crime.
0: It's going to get fucking crazy. Like I told Stephen, I said, babe, you know, you got to help me out. He's like, no, you get back to podcasting as soon as you're, you know, when you're ready. And he was like, give me a bottle. I'll feed the baby. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. So, so yeah,
1: so we're going to get drunk. Heather, it's going to be fun. It's going to be loads of fun. <sighs> Um, Which is going
0: to be one sip of wine, you guys, and I'm going to be over it.
1: uh, it, It's going to be good because I think the first episode, about midway through, there's going to be some serious slurring going on. (laughs) Probably so. Probably. Um, I'm going to ask you to do something now for the final time for at least a couple of months. Can you you sign off Extended Cut one last time? I sure
0: can. Okay, guys. So... The, the ending of this extended cut episode was far more emotional. And I know it might not sound like it, but Scott really like, I legit, I have love for you. I really do. And it's, it's so hard to try to keep my shit together and be like, okay, it's like no big deal, but I am going to miss this. I'm going to miss, um, a lot of the aspects of it, but I am extremely happy and so excited for my baby boy to get here and the support that everybody has given us as a show. Um, individual, every one of you know who you are. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a song, but in the words of Whitney Houston, I will always love you. That's <laughs> so good. That's how I sing. But anyway, guys, I'm going to be gone, but not for too long. And until next time, I want you guys to stay safe. Stay spooky, and I'll fucking see you guys next year. Five are not going to satisfy a serial killer, right? There is no, no, there would be no actual number. It would be until you got called.
1: We are not like other shows.
0: I don't want to be rude, but I'm going to be rude because you know how I am. Pleasant, a very pleasant looking woman. I'm not trying to be a bitch, but just saying.
1: She was not a high class lady in the night. Uh, I know, it looked terrible. like some
0: shit that you did in Kitty Corral school. Like, what is It's fucking <laughs> awful. Of course he knows where she's buried, and it wasn't long after that, Like he's like, I'm digging this bitch up, I need her vulva.
1: And in 2003, Nancy filed for divorce and issued a restraining order.
0: You want to smoke or vape? Even vaping is not allowed in the facility. You have to go outside.
1: A whole new level of horrific.
0: There was much you could do to change it, to
1: be honest.